It's Hockey Prospect Radio brought to you by Junior Prospect Hockey League, Western Canada's newest developmental stream for student athletes looking to take their game and studies to the next level at JuniorProspectHockeyLeague.com. Speaking with Mark Kronowit from Silent Ice. Now, Mark, we talked about it last season. You guys were constructing a new rink in South Edmonton, not just a new rink, two dual pads, NHL, uh, NHL style and quality locker rooms, concession, restaurants and bar, gyms for the players. I mean, state-of-the-art facility. And for our listeners who may not, you know, I'm trying to describe how impressive this is. It actually reminds me specifically of the Pittsburgh Penguins practice facility in Cranberry Township. It's where the USHL does their fall classic and they bring in all 16 teams. It's that level. That's why I'm, I really want to I talk to you about it, the construction side. Now it's the finished product. And I've been to pretty much almost every major. I've been to every CHL rank in the country. A lot of the junior A. It. I don't know if you can find a nicer rank. I don't know if you can find a nicer rank in the country right now. I mean, uh, the only argument I'd make is maybe Penticton's is beautiful. And... Yeah, maybe, and Moncton's. And other than that, it's the nicest I've seen. Well, Shane, it's interesting. Uh, my my wife of 32 years, Leslie, who's been hauling around with a hockey player her whole life and kids in hockey and stuff like that, she went to the rink for the first time this weekend. We had a Junior Prospects Hockey League uh, showcase. So the whole weekend, uh, basically from Thursday all the way to Sunday, was all JPHL games. And uh, her comment to me was kind of very similar. She said to me, she goes, this is like the nicest rink I've ever been in. Um, it, 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 it's, it's the wide open spaces. Uh, it, it's the way that, you know, when hockey people build a hockey rink, um, it's all the tiny little things that you see, whether it's something as small as just the space between the benches and the boards on the bench so that players can actually walk in front of each other. Uh, that where the coaches can stand and see they've got a stable thing. They're not standing up on a bench. Uh, it's the viewing areas, uh, just the steepness and the angles of the viewing areas and how they kind of go over top. Uh, one of the comments that Brandon Ewan Chishin, uh, who does all our broadcasts from for vengeance media made a comment. It's like, there's not a single sight line that you can't see. There's no block sight lines anywhere inside the rink. Uh, one of the things that, you know, that was put into the planning for it was this concept of lots of standing areas. I know the movement towards a lot of the pro facility, the NHL facilities have loge type areas, but both these facilities have lots of areas around the tops with, uh, with kind of seated or seated sta- standing seating uh, with kind of a ledge that you can sit there. And when you actually show up at a game, uh, they're already all full. Uh, uh, you talk about the, you know, the dressing rooms, absolutely. There's an NHL dressing room similar to what an NHL team would have and all the dressing rooms have that space. And so, you know, Shane, when we look back at when we started the hockey super league in the JPHL, I think it's really important to understand that our biggest challenge was, was acquiring ice. So we were always forced to take dark ice. Uh, that meant ice that was either early in the morning or somewhere between three and five o'clock that shoulders time right after school. And, and then imagine as our league is growing to, you know, 140 teams in the HSL, you got 40 teams in the JPHL and, and the challenge of booking all the ice, uh, all our teams play 36 game schedules. We use that showcase style. So, 
you know, we absolutely needed a facility and our first venture into a facility is actually we purchased uh, a facility in Morinville two years ago. And we basically, you know, instead of doing a full greenfield build, like what we did here in South Edmonton, it was an opportunity to go in and basically we fully renovated a building, put in new dressing rooms, put in new mechanical. And so that was our first rink that we were able to kind of put our foot down in. And one of the things that we're super proud of is our broadcasts of our JPHL and our HSL championships. You know, we, we, we run a uh, broadcast on all of our games and the advantage of being in a facility that you own as it relates to where we are able to place our cameras, uh, you know, we're doing six or eight camera shoots, stationary cameras, and then we have our moving cameras. We even have a drone camera that kind of flies over top of the ice, something that's new that we've been, uh, been experimenting with. And having your own facilities allows you to do that and allows you to control, you know, essentially when we need to do like a four-day uh, JPHL showcase like we did this past weekend, uh, we, we don't have to compete with other groups for that ice and uh, we can run, run the events as best as we can uh, now that we have that facility in place. You look at the facilities you put together, the broadcast crew and its technology, which is state-of-the-art. It's no different than the NHL in that respect. I think what it really does, you know, from my perspective, not only you have access to all the facilities and ice time whenever you need it, but it's a great showcase for the players. Like where else would you get that type of exposure where talent evaluators, uh, you know, obviously WHL teams, college hockey teams, you know, can look at your players and have great film and then come in and look at them all in one place. That is to me, as if I was a recruiter, I would go there on purpose because we want simple, we want easy, we want access. Well, I think facilities are a key part of that. Like you look at the most recent BCHL showcase. Uh, this past weekend and and what from what I heard it was every NHL team is there lots of exposure and it's this idea of everybody being able to go into one facility and do that and to your point Shane about we were talking about sight lines like we have areas that are specific for scouting it's kind of in the corners corners and instead of being on the glass they're actually up higher to get a better viewpoint and I was looking at one of the games and yeah of course there's all those scouts there they got a place to put their their notepad down or their uh their their tablet and and then take all their notes and you know you're talking about even like you know having this idea so in between the two rinks the entire way there's a a restaurant lounge bar and uh with actually open access into seating where you can actually sit outside actually directly in the rink and access it from the uh from the uh from the lounge area and I can see that as another area where scouts are going to like that private kind of little area where they can go and and watch players. And, and I, I think it, it does say to, you know, the quality of the league. And if you want to attract people into something that's independent and new, absolutely. We're in a competitive market. Uh, minor hockey does a fantastic job of promoting their athletes uh, at, even at the higher levels. And, you know, so we have to compete with that and we're going to compete with it at every level. Uh, like you mentioned, the facilities, key part of that, making it a great experience, not only for the players, but for the coaches, for the referees, for the scouts, for the fans, everybody that comes in there, walks out there going, wow, that was, that was really quite amazing. And we get a lot of that feedback, but I, I would take it even one step further and, and, you know, just, you know, having this idea that it's something that's also close to, uh, to the um, airport, it's about a 10 minute drive from them to international airport. So people who want to come in or, 
or whether it's NHL or uh, major junior teams that want to come in and watch our athletes. They've got a real easy way. They can fly right in. They're 10 minutes away. There's lots of hotels right in the area. And yeah, we're really super proud of, you know, the, the initiative that the LeCelt brothers took to put this in place. And, uh, and, 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 you know, it's, we're, we're testing this model and, you know, if the model works, I'm sure you'll see, uh, you'll see other of these type of facilities popping up in the future. Well, certainly you could, because you have, you know, you have groups in BC and they're next and there is a dying need for ice pads in this country. You know, you wouldn't think it is in Canada, but it's so difficult to find consistent ice and we have that issue in the Maritimes and we had that issue when I was in BC as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing how, what the next steps are like one, I can't wait to come in and see the rink when I come back into Alberta, but also I want to see, you know, you know, two, three, four, five years down the road, how this league expands and hockey has no choice, but to continue to evolve at all levels. It can't remain the way it is was before because it wasn't, it wasn't working. It's not working. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, that's one of our responsibilities in the Junior Prospects Hockey League is to promote athletes. And, you know, we saw a really great uptick. Uh, we've got a lot of players uh, having some success that have come out of our league from last year. Um, you know, I look at Antonio Moderana, who played on the Titans U18 last year. He's a 16-year-old. He's got uh, five goals and two assists already on a, what was supposed to be a rebuild in Seattle, and they're seven and four right now. Um, and it kind of shows, you know, that guy's a, Antonio's a fourth round pick. And, you know, we argued at the time that, you know, enough, not enough people had gotten their eyes on the JPHL players. So, you know, these facilities allow those people to get on there. And we're hoping that, you know, it means that some of our athletes that maybe slide sometimes in those, in the prospects drafts, uh, will get a little bit more exposure. And, uh, you know, part of that is, is that they have to be successful when they do get there. And, you know, we're seeing a lot of success. Uh, I'll share with you the Thunderbirds right now have 10 of the athletes uh, the other night have played uh, in one of our independent programs at some time in their hockey career. So uh, you can see Seattle doubling down on independent hockey and, and uh, you know, most teams, you know, you look at the oil Kings two the year after they won uh, a Memorial cup, they won seven games and uh, pardon me, 10 games and, and Seattle's already won seven after taking a run at it. And I think that has a lot to do with this movement towards, you know, finding those great players in independent hockey. And, and you can't complain now because uh, the facilities are the best that you'll ever view games at. And, and we're super proud of that. Well, Mark, thank you very much for coming on the show and giving us some really great updates about the arena and look forward to speaking to you in the future. Thanks, Shane. Take care. Uh, we're going to be taking a quick break on Hockey Prospect Radio. We'll be back right after these messages.